Vet Alumni Podcast with Tech and Prem. Vet Alumni Podcast. I'm Tech. He's Prem. Music producers talking Philly sports. A lot to talk about. So much to get to. But, <laughs> as usual now, we start with the Sixers. Well, we have to. A devastating loss to Brooklyn at home, <laughs> followed by an almost loss to an 18-win Orlando Magic team. You're funny, man. So dramatic. <laughs> and then an awful loss Monday night to Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. Oh, yeah. They blew a big lead. From the Sixers are not what I thought they were. <laughs> My opinions, they're, they're always subject to change based on what I'm seeing. And right now, what I'm seeing is a team. That ain't winning a championship. Yeah, I, I know where you're at, but one five, you're one five-game win streak away with a couple nice wins in there from being back on the <laughs> well, wagon. Well, it depends on who you be. <laughs> back on the wagon. <laughs> it depends on who you be. You know, I know a couple weeks ago when we got hard, and obviously we were excited. We're still excited, but the, <laughs> well, the, the fact I, of the matter is there's a lot of uh, basketball left. My enthusiasm has most certainly been curbed. I mean, it's I, I got to tell you. <laughs> I almost re- yes. I almost regret buying tickets to this weekend's game against the Raptors. Oh, you're going. I'm going you're Sunday be night at the center. Tech in the flesh. Yes, at the I will be there. Uh, pretty decent seats. You too. got courtside, right? Uh, no, I. You know, I wish I was courtside with with Meek and them. But oh, yeah, I'm not yeah, cool yeah. enough to go clubbing with uh, James Harden and get yet. those seats yet. 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 But I, I, I'm a little disappointed. I, I, I may have jumped the gun. That's what I was thinking. This this week has brought me... Fr- it's only seven calendar days since the last show. <laughs> and th- it really, I got to tell you, the almost loss to Orlando really... And, and the loss to Nuggets, fine. But the Brooklyn loss, um, it, it was not... The Miami loss, okay, it was just a game. Right, The right. Brooklyn loss was not just a game. This was a statement win yeah, for the know, Nets. They were, they were never in the game, really, to begin with. No. Um, and with the Nets sitting at the eighth seed, you know, they're obviously not the team that they were the early part of the season. They're way more improved. Way better. And Kyrie, when he's on the court, He's 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 the best point guard you know, in basketball. He is probably the, the Sixers are the three seed right now. They could finish anywhere from two to five, realistically. Um, I got them the finishing no no greater than three, but most likely fourth. Okay, Sixers. all right, and you are are backing off of your. Call you going made. to the finals. You're backing I, off of that. I do not believe this team goes to the finals. You have them no. losing in the conference finals to a team like I, the Bucks. I see the them. Heat. You know, look once again. If they get to the second round and they're playing a Miami, a Milwaukee, they might not make it out of the second round again. I'm, I'm sticking with my uh, my finals pick in spite of the uh, iffy game against the Nets and the devastating loss. Because I'm telling you, this was a statement win by the Nets. It was. Giving Ben Simmons the last laugh, so to speak. Yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like lightning in a bottle. You got the Ben Simmons thing. They're going to play a little harder maybe for that reason. I don't know if it's a full actual indication of what these yeah, but teams are. They got embarrassed on the national stage, and they ain't been right since. They'll be all right. Y- you think so? They'll be all right, Tech. Uh, James Harden is completely... I don't know what happened. Well, yeah, I'm on the record as saying that I was never, even when James Harden was young, I was never a huge James Harden fan. But when you put him on the floor <laughs> with a guy like Joel Embiid and, and things are working... Then you know we've seen what that can be, and that's very, very exciting basketball. I get it, but realistically, based on some of the deficiencies that have reared their ugly head, it seemed like we got exposed by Brooklyn on our own court. Yeah, and these deficiencies with them in tow, you think this team goes to the finals? Maybe it's just only March. I get you know? it. So that was a devastating it, it, loss here, on a lot of, a multitude of levels. It wasn't just a game. If, but look at it this way, right, Tech? I know you well. If they go into the first round of the playoffs and they sweep whoever they play and they look amazing. Well, they'll do that. I, well, they, they, I don't know if they sweep them, but, I'm but saying, they'll beat whoever they face in the they first do, round. And they're, and they're just rolling at that point. You're going to be back on the Sixers to the finals train. I don't know if I will. If they sweep the first round I, and win the all, second round of five if games. If they sweep, okay, if they, if they sweep the first round and gentlemen sweep the second round, right. okay, I the, might be, 
Who we put, but even then, that's I'll have takes. some trepidation knowing that it could be Brooklyn, it could be Milwaukee, I it could be Miami. These are the three, and the Sixers would be the fourth best team in the East. And to me, right? That's what I'm seeing. Well, then you have the Nets. Right you have the Nets that even though they're the eighth seed, they're better, I don't want to play Brooklyn that. at this point. If Brooklyn's going to end up being the eighth seed or the seventh seed, I'd rather finish the three or the four. Right. Well, yeah, it's all about matchup. I totally agree. I mean, you'd rather see a team like Cleveland or Toronto in the first round. Yeah. Which is which is likely at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd rather see a team like Cleveland in the first round, a team like Toronto in the second round. <laughs> well, well, we'll get a look at Cleveland here pretty soon. Yes, we will. Uh, tonight. Tonight. In Cleveland. Yeah. Interesting game. Uh, historically speaking, over the last few years, mixed bag. Sixers in Cleveland. Yeah. Mixed I mean, bag. look. They, they, they give us a, a tough game in Cleveland. What the Brooklyn game did, and I'll just say this, was it put on tape ways for teams to neutralize Harden um, and the coaching, the, the bench depth, all that was on display also in these last few games, and it's it's been poor. Well, it's keep in mind, Harden around. just had a bad night. I mean, he shot three for 17. There's some nights where you're going to be off. It happens to every great player that's ever played. I know. You know, it's just a really bad night for Harden. I mean, I know they lost by 30, so they're losing that game even if he has a great night probably, but it's very rare that James Harden's going to play less than 30 minutes and go 3 for 17. That's very rare. I was peeved by a lot of things during that game that weren't necessarily just the Sixers, as like just the game. I was very disappointed, extremely disappointed, that this fan base gave Ben Simmons and the national media, quite frankly, on the national stage, what they wanted. They booed Ben Simmons. We were down 20-some points early, and they're chanting, F Ben Simmons. And you're like, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. They're they're burying you out there, and, and yeah. the fans are just... Giving them what they want. You know, I know it sucks because Ben was on the court, but he wasn't technically on the court playing. So the no. real the real telltale for he me. He was wearing a ridiculous. Uh, yeah, he looked like a clown. Well, he is a clown, so it fits what <laughs> yeah. he is. I, I, the real telltale sign for me is going to be when the Nets come here and play. If they do again, I'm not sure this year, but when Ben's on the court. Yeah, I get it. That's the real comeback game, and they're going to be playing extra hard for that. And another thing that 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 got me mad, and I give it's hard to give Skip Bayless any credit, but I said <laughs> it. I went on Twitter to tweet it, and I saw Skip Bayless tweeted, so I left it alone. But Skip <laughs> Bayless said it was MB like poking at KD and like poking the bear. And I was like, don't get KD angry because I'm a big Golden State guy. And when, when Golden State had KD, yeah, yeah. I was, it was must-see TV every night. And, and teams used to try to, to, to aggravate Durant. And once you do that, he goes off. Yeah, I and, mean, he's probably the best all-around scorer in, in basketball. Right. And Embiid was poking the bear. And I was sitting there saying, don't get KD angry. I look at Twitter and Skip Bayless says, Embiid, you made a big mistake getting KD angry. And it was like, yes. Yes, he did. He made a big mistake antagonizing Kevin Durant early in the game and just giving Durant all the reason to go off. Yeah, you don't do that. You know, I know that the Nets were playing that game almost like it was Game Seven of the Finals. Though, yeah, too, you yes, know? they were. So, it was a playoff atmosphere, I, and that's another it. reason I was I was mad yeah. about the Sixers' lack of effort in what very much was playoff atmosphere. It absolutely was, especially with all the overtones of what's going on off the court with yes. uh, with Simmons and everything. So, obviously, a disappointing night. But again. It's, it's a regular season game. You have a lot of basketball. I know. And this I team get has it. been together the way they are for eight games. And I get it. I don't, I, I don't care about winning the regular season. But right, what I right. do care is how this team looks in pressure, big moment situations against the really good teams. Right. Because and, that's and right key. now, yeah. with Harden, they have not looked good at all. Doc has not looked good. The bench looks terrible, with the exception of Niang, who, quite frankly, another disturbing trend that's happening with the Sixers is they live and die by Niang. 
They live and die by him. It's like <laughs> they, when they're down, it's like if Niang doesn't hit those threes to get us back in it, we just flounder. Yeah, the three, the three you lost when you lost Seth Curry is understated. Huge. It's understated. Huge. And and just the way he picked the defense apart. Yeah. Maxi and Thibel, he knew they were coming behind him. He knows how they play, yeah. and he would pump the brakes, pump fake. He'd wait for them to fly over him, and yeah. then he hits the easiest jumper you've ever seen. I know because yeah, he's good at that. And because Danny Green is just not the guy, so no, Danny Green is brutally bad. Yeah. I, I, I don't know He's what only you do. Ten minutes a night. I, listen, Doc is 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 trying everybody. A guys are off. He he goes somewhere else. Corkmaz was off. Corkmaz lost his minutes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like he, he's trying different things, and none of it's really working. DeAndre Jordan is is okay, but. He's, DeAndre Jordan's a serviceable backup. Yeah, he's close to being cooked. We know Paul Millsap's a corpse out there. So Paul Millsap. <laughs> this is what the Sixers are dealing with. All I feel right. like when we talk about the Sixers lineup, we're almost like playing like an old NBA 2K. Yeah, I, on, I wish on Xbox because then you can make those uh, fantasy trades. You can build yeah. your own. Yeah, yeah. See, this is right. Speaking of building the teams, let's just switch over to the NFL free agency. Uh, it's officially underway. It's exciting. Yeah, the birds made a splash. How about it on the first day? Camden native Hassan Reddick coming home played college football on that field. Temple alum. That's right. That's a, he's a, he's an edge rusher to have. Twenty three and a half sacks last two seasons. Hassan Reddick, a guy who I wanted last year at the yeah, deadline. Yeah. Uh, finally, finally, Philadelphia, an edge rusher. We have a li- <laughs> and he, he he can play linebacker too. He can cover traditionally as well. Yeah. Well, he's listed as a linebacker. Right. But it's funny how at one point in time, I don't know when it happened, within the last 10 years really, outside linebacker just became edge. Yes. Like they don't even, it's just edge. It's Yeah, because of the style of play. It's like a hybrid defensive end linebacker that's right. spot. Yes. Um, but in the old 3-4 systems, that's just an outside linebacker. Absolutely. You know, like from even like Buddy Ryan's days, he'd have the linebacker. It's an OLB. Yeah, it's yeah. an OLB, though. It's funny how the terminology's changed, but Hassan Reddick is a very nice signing for the Birds. They had an issue, oh, yeah. a position that has always been an issue really since Trot left, as far as I can see. Absolutely. You and know? this is what I wanted them to do. I wanted them early, first day, to grab somebody, grab somebody. on that defensive side yeah, of the significant. ball. Significant. It takes pressure off your first round picks. Now, I think for sure after the Reddick signing, I think they're going to move one of their firsts. Yep, and, and today, 4 p.m., I believe, free agency is, is officially underway. Right, the league year begins so they can record the deals. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you saw that uh, Randy Gregory agreed to the Cowboys and then he backed <laughs> yeah, out. And then he backed out. Love yeah. it when, you're, when your division rival uh, gets the shaft like that. He probably picked Denver because they're a, a legal weed state. Oh, is that is that Colorado? So, Colorado. I mean, I'm just. This I, is I'm just thinking. I'm thinking Russell Wilson. This is well, that too. <laughs> conjecture. Didn't Randy Gregory have off the field weed issues? Though? Oh yeah, he did. There I think go. he did. There you go. Colorado, you got to worry about that. Right. Yeah. He's. He's. I think they said something about uh, oh, there's legally terminology in the contract that isn't in other teams. Right. The they, language. Yeah. The language. Yeah. I think that they. Uh, they just yeah, said the that. language it's probably is, a weed is, thing. Yeah, it Maybe a Russell right. Wilson thing. Russell Wilson, without a doubt. I'm being funny, but it's possible that it played a role. It's possible. Uh, we're still waiting for a wide receiver. Maybe by the time the show is out, they'll have signed one, or maybe come 4 o'clock, they sign one. Maybe. Uh, DJ Shark headed to the Lions, so uh, another one bites the dust. Another career to die in Detroit. <laughs> Apparently, they were all in on Christian Kirk, but they got outbid by Dougie P in Jacksonville. I mean, no matter who you give Jared Goff, it ain't going to make a difference. No, it's Jared Goff. Who? Uh, Did they release oh, him? Oh, in Detroit. Did they release him? Uh, DJ Shark? No, Jared Goff, Detroit. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. He's, as of right now, he's the quarterback. Yeah, wouldn't he be? Jared Goff they gave, is the quarterback. they gave up some things to get him. Yeah, Goff is the quarterback in Detroit. They'll probably give him two more seasons. Right. Yeah. I, Give or take. I didn't know Christian Kirk got so much money. The Eagles were all in. They had a bid for him, and Jacksonville just outbid them and gave yeah, him crazy money. I didn't know he was that receiver. good. He's a solid receiver, but, but uh, does he not, make that much of a difference? No, he's not that good. He's a, he's a slot, deep threat guy that— How much a, of an upgrade over DJ Shark is Christian Kirk? Uh, slight. Slight upgrade. Not a huge upgrade. I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Shark plays flanker. Whereas Kirk plays Shark's slot. not getting anywhere near Christian Kirk money. No. Well, he's coming off a major injury. Well, that's as true. Well. So it's, a, it's more of a prove it it's deal. It's a show him. me deal, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk more birds, more free agency with our boy Chip from All About the Birds when we hit up the vet line. But first, yes, brought to you by Proline Music, everything for the musician. It's time for vet fact. This is a vet fact. Well, Tech, the baseball lockout is over. It's over. Very excited about yeah. baseball. <laughs> I am very excited. And this, the Phillies, in a rare occurrence, are opening the season at home against the Oakland Athletics. Formerly, wow. formerly the Philadelphia A's. Yep. They had left Philly back in 1954, and their first trip back to Philly ever after leaving in 1954 as the Athletics was June 6, 2003 at the Vet when they beat the Phils 7-4. Wow. But two days later, after rain canceled the second game of the series, the Phils swept the doubleheader with Kevin Millwood and Randy Wolf getting the wins to take the series. Randy Wolf! The Wolf Pack (laughs) to take the series two games to one in the dead of summer, June 6th, 7th, and 8th, 2003, at the Vet, A's, and Phils... A's uh, won some chips in Philly back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the early 1900s. Yeah. You got to go way back. 100 way years ago. back. But hey, still some Philadelphia Athletics banners hanging somewhere. Um, yeah. That's your vet fact. June 6, 2003, the A's returned to Philly. Wow. Uh Tom Brady is back, uh, Prem. Was this the lamest <laughs> retirement, unretirement ever? Uh, I mean, probably. Cause Did you Jor- see this one coming? Jordan's wasn't lame. Jordan's was expected almost. Right. Um, his, quote, retirement. Uh, but this this one, I was I don't really, even know what to say. I thought Brady was done. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like, when I saw this news, I'm thinking, like, yeah, okay, all right. He's back. Okay. Yeah. It was it was expected. I, I thought he was done, but when I heard it, for some reason, I was not shocked. I was like, oh, here we go. Why don't you just die yeah, already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> I think he's kind of upset that the Rams got a ring. I mean, this automatically makes the Bucs, doesn't matter who's on the Bucs, it makes them a contender again, a serious well, they're, contender. They're losing, uh, didn't they lose Chris Godwin? Or they, no, they no, they franchise tagged him. Who did they lose? They lost somebody. They lost. Was Gronk coming back? They lost an offensive lineman. Yeah, that's right. They lost a lineman to Cincinnati. Yes. Uh, a very, very solid guard up front who protected Brady pretty right. well. That's who I was thinking of. They lost well, a big piece. They can draft one, maybe. Offensive line with a, a statue like Tom Brady. Yeah. Might play a role. It might play a role. All right, you you, you said it during the vet fact. Uh, the Phillies, Brent. Baseball is back. You're excited. Can't wait. I, for one, couldn't be less excited about this uh, Philadelphia Phillies organization. Well, you got to see what other moves they're going to make. They've made a couple moves that I like. What moves do you like that they made? I think Brad Hand's still a solid pitcher. I think that's a solid one-year deal. I think he's almost deal. cooked. I think it's a solid one-year deal. I also like uh, Famiglia. I don't like that guy. You don't like Famiglia? I think the two guys that they're replacing, they're not an upgrade But over. they're proven veterans. Nah, Familia, he had some serious uh, numbers. But he's like one of these guys back. that comes in, he has a great night, and then he stinks for a week. And then he comes in, he yeah. has a great night, and he stinks for a week. I hear you. I, look, the bottom line is, anything's better than what we've seen the last couple seasons out of the bullpen. And, you know... This doesn't... This doesn't uh, Make me feel any better? You got about Corey, the got Corey Kniebel closing now too. I don't know how great I feel about that. And then you bring Oduble back to, to, to platoon with Veerling. With Veerling, right. Oduble, who forget about the reasons why everybody else hates him. I don't like Oduble because I think he's a stupid player and he's not even a good player. He's an average center fielder. He's probably an average player. The only thing you can hope is that they're going cheap at the center field position, to spend big money in left field and possibly third base or somewhere in the infield. Well, as of recording this show, Chris Bryan is down to Colorado or us with his decision. You know, hopefully Bryce has something to do with this. He does. Well, Bryan Bryan is also a Vegas guy, I believe. And you know what? Even getting Chris Bryan, it would be a really good, it would be a good start. But that ain't it for me. Well, yeah, because you have the DH now in National League. Yeah, you need to. I need two moves. I need two more guys yes, you need that two, are impactful. Two yes, two bats. You need two bats. Yeah, I mean, I would love Schwarber and Chris Bryant. Hey, we'll be New Chicago out here. That right? I, I, I thought they were both. On they the want cup. a chip together. Yeah, I would do it. 
Would, wouldn't you do it? I would do it. And or, or Castellanos. Yeah, you, you, and, slot, you slot Schwarber in as your leadoff guy right off the jump. Yeah. Then you go Schwarber, Real Muto, Harper, Bryant. Yes. That's it. Hoskins, fifth. You know what that instantly does? Makes it, you competitive. And it, and, it, and it gets me more excited about the season. Yeah, that's until coming. they lose two games in a row and you're going to be off. Nah, you know why? It, you know why with the Phillies it's different? Because it's baseball. So many games, man. Yeah, it's yeah, so, so long. They're going to lose season. five in a row multiple times. Maybe the maybe not multiple times, but they'll win five in a row a couple times too. See, the Sixers have been mediocre all year except for January. They right. went twelve and three in January, right. Right. and it really like gave them the record they have. Outside of that. They're an above 500 team the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah. And True. I, you know, I expect ups and downs. But you know what they did? They did enough to be good before the deadline. Right. And the right. Phillies, you just hope that they can give the general manager, whoever it is. Is it Dombrowski? There's like the walking dead in, yeah. in the front office over there. So I don't, you know, <laughs> give them a reason to spend money. Who's playing shortstop? I, I would imagine that it's going to be Didi, okay? He's right. going to battle with uh, Bryson Stott. You know who I really liked? Ronald Torres. I, me too. The guy's a good player. He's, he was a good hitter. He's a solid player. And he was, he was he's solid a, he's defensively. He's a hustle guy. He's a hustle guy. He, he was a hustle guy. Yeah. And I appreciated his hustle. It was chooch-like. I, I, I yes. respected yes, very much. Uh, uh, Ronald Torres. But, you know, it is what it is. Didi's going to battle Stott for that uh, spot. And, and who knows? Stott could be good. Could be. He's really... Excelled he's at every flashed. level he's of baseball. At every level, yes, he has. every level, and he even played a, a a winter league, and he splashed there. He was tremendous. Yeah, and he he gets Philly. He he seems like the kind of guy from his Twitter and all that. He understands the city pretty good. He's going to be their answer if Didi stinks it up early. Yeah. Well, you know what? Going young and trying to find a homegrown guy for the infield is not a bad idea. Give no, me some, give me somebody you don't have to sign that is grown by the system. Yeah, give I, me somebody. I'm I'm happy about the. Uh, the universal DH. I know a lot of yeah, people me too. aren't. Me too. I am because you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of two on, two outs, you know, and 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 here comes Nola to the plate. Well, yeah, I'm tired I, of that. I agree, but it, the tech, it's been like that for 125 years. <laughs> well, you know, change is good. I'm sorry, sometimes. 140 plus years. Right. 1876, the National League, to I 2021. It, but, but change is good. Usually. 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 Yeah, well, we'll see. All yeah. right. We talked to our boy Chip from All About the Birds on the Vet Line. Next. Pro Line Music. Pro Line Music. Located at 490 Lincoln Highway in Fairless Hills, PA. Pro Line Music. Everything for the musician. Carrying all major brands. You find a better price, we'll beat it. Offering lessons in person or virtual. On site repair service center. Rental recording studio. Pro Line Music. Call 215 736 8055. One more time. 215 736 8055. Yes, sir. Pro Line Music. Pro Line Music. Pro Line Music. Everything for the musician. Vet alumni. And now, it's the Vet Line. Why don't you answer your phone? So we're joined on the Vet Line by Chip of Chip and Drip, co-host of All About the Birds on Twitter, at AAT Birds. But we're going to dive right in to some Sixers talk. First off, Chip, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we're excited, man. We love talking with you. Yes, sir. And we always like to get your insight on the plethora of Philadelphia topics that are currently <laughs> dominating our our faces every day. Yes. Um, the Sixers started out hot with Harden, cooled off a bit. Do you still think that this team, as they're currently constructed, can represent the East in the finals this year? No. Okay, so you're on <laughs> you're on board with Tech. That's why he's That's excited. That's right. Because Tech thinks they're going to lose in the playoffs at some point. So what is yeah. your what is your take as of right now after that loss to Denver and the almost loss to Orlando? Where are you at with the really Sixers? the Brooklyn loss? You know, started everything. Brooklyn loss, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a bunch of different things for me. So I I like James Harden. I think he can be a good player. I don't know if he fits in yet with this team. And what this team is missing is a coach to put it all together. Doc coached Garnett. He coached Pierce. He coached these guys that are some of the top players in NBA history. 
but he didn't do anything. He's kind of like a manager and a buddy. And right now, in order to get the Sixers where they need to be, you need to coach. You're seeing it in bad rotations. You're seeing yep. it in not actually getting the players to blend together. You're seeing it in George Niang taking the final shot. I yeah, know, I, mean, I know. It's, yeah. it's a misuse of timeouts. It's a misuse of resources. It's not sitting Embiid and Harden on Sunday when they play the Magic before they have a huge game against the Nuggets. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you'd rather see them put their best foot forward against the Nuggets, uh, even though it was a back-to-back. I think that plays more of a role than we might let on sometimes, but Tech doesn't seem to think that should be uh, too considered, right? Right, Tech? Yeah, I mean, Brooklyn. You see what they did? They destroyed them by 40 points, Orlando. In Orlando. In Orlando. Kyrie with 60 points. I mean, it's embarrassing. It was an embarrassment that, that you had to go to overtime. To beat right. this this eighteen win Magic team, yeah. So so then, Chip, what do you think? I know you're not happy with Doc. What would you like to see done differently here for the remainder of the regular season? So one thing is you you have to figure out what the offensive strategy is going to be with your two superstars, which means it can't be have Harden drive in the lane and hope for a foul. It can't be have Joel Embiid drive in the lane and look for a foul. It's got to be set offenses. You have to run plays. You have to figure it out. You got to figure out a way to get Tobias Harris to contribute consistently as a number three option. Yes. You got to figure out how to get Maxi to play up to the level because he looked lost against Kyrie. Kyrie took him to school. Yeah, he did. Matisse Seibel looked lost against Kevin Durant. Those are two of the best players in the world. Don't get me wrong. But for them to regress as far as they did, it was a very telling sign. For them to allow the Nuggets to get back in that game and eventually lose to yeah, them. Yeah. I mean, they were winning that game. They were up by almost 20 points in the first quarter and Crazy. they just stopped playing. So I think a lot of it's going to fall onto Doc. I think a lot of it's going to be, and I don't know if he's capable of it, it's going to be coaching these players and getting the most out of them to flip it over. I never thought very highly of Doug Peterson. I thought that developing of players was not a forte of Doug Peterson. And I think that's what you're seeing a lot of with Doc. He doesn't develop players. Yeah, they're fair points. Uh, All that being said, would you trade Tobias and Maxi for Bradley Beal in the offseason? Wow, that's a good good question. (sighs) That's what I think it'll take. Yeah? I I do too, because I don't see... Well, first off, it would have to be a sign and trade from Washington, right? Because, I mean, the the, the, con- the hits contractually are just going to be stupid. And they're not going to want just Tobias Harris. So then you have to dip into, well, what else do you have? I don't think they're going to take Matisse Thibault, and I don't really want to give him up because he's a really good defender with a potential of being a great defender in this league. I think if you're trying to win now, you make that trade because you have a very limited window with Harden. He's got one more year with the team, and then Embiid. I think if you're trying to build, you can't make that trade. But if you're trying to win now, I'd make that trade. Yeah, yeah. I think as long as Joel Embiid is the center for this Sixers squad, right. you need to win now, and you need to think about now. Yeah. As opposed to look, if they were rebuilding like the Eagles, for you know, right, right, for that, for example, then yes, like I am not. And wasn't all in on Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. I'm a, stick with Hurts yes. so that we can build, build the parts of the team that you need to build without giving up these assets and all the money and everything you need to do to be able to get that top tier quarterback when you don't have the rest of the team. That's a great segue to the birds because I'm done with the, the Sixers right now. The <laughs> Eagles, the Eagles are not a quarterback away. No, if they were, exactly. If the Eagles were a quarterback away, then you do go in on the Deshaun Watson. You do go in. On a Russell Wilson, you do go in on some of these guys. I mean, hell, right. even Mitchell Trubisky, you go in on these guys. I mean, I'm not saying Mitchell Trubisky is a good solution, but he's definitely an upgrade over Jalen Hurts. And, no, and by the way, no. what are the Steelers thinking? Trubisky's an upgrade over Jalen Hurts. Wait, did he just say Chip? Did you just say that? I did just say that. No. Oh my you were, god. We were doing so good with agreeing on football yeah, until no you said one, that. Because, because by the way, the Steelers <laughs> just made him their starter. Yeah, well they're well, just that, oh, but wow. again, the Steelers have some pieces in place. Right now with Jalen Hurts, well we here was my issue with Jalen Hurts this year. He 
came into last season with a list of questions, right? And it was, okay, well, he's going to be the starter, and let's see. We are now sitting here after a full season and a playoff game, and he has not answered even one of those questions. I, I don't know. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. He, the kid, the kid won some football games that maybe the, the birds weren't supposed to win because he made some plays with his legs and got some things right, done. But we knew he could run. That was never a question. We knew he was a mobile quarterback. But we I mean, intangibles. He, he's got strength. he's got intangibles though. He's got those intangibles well, on the field. Sure, sure. <laughs> but I'll take I'll take arm strength and accuracy over intangibles any day until I, the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. Yeah, I hear you. It's it's a case by case for me on that. For you sure, you know what I mean. I just think, look, I, I love Jalen Hurts the man. I love Jalen Hurts the teammate. I love Jalen Hurts the Philadelphia Eagle. I do not like Jalen Hurts the quarterback. I think that arm strength is a big problem. I think that accuracy is a big problem. When you have to rely on running the ball thirty five to forty times a game, you basically what you saw. Is a more mobile Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I look at I look at the arm strength thing, and I had this debate with my buddy last week. And then I look at that play against the 49ers where he's five yards deep in the end zone, falling backwards, throwing mm-hmm. a ball fifty he threw that ball fifty yards in the air, falling backwards. Right. And it was beautiful highlight. The ball was still underthrown. That's so, but it wasn't though. When you watch that play, <laughs> Quez caught it in stride. He a caught the bit. ball in stride. That was probably one of Hurts' best throws. It was a great throw. And yeah, as a yeah. fan, I absolutely loved it. I just, look, I mean, this season, there is no question that Jalen Hurts needs to be the starting quarterback. All these other right, guys right, that were right. available, you had to sell. And look, we had three first-round draft picks. We still have those three first-round draft picks. Now, can we get up and move up? Sure. But the quarterbacks in the draft that are going to go way too high, none of them are an upgrade over Jalen Hurts right now. Right, right. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. So for me, so for me, Jalen Hurts has got to get one more year. But this year, you can't leave the season without all the answers. You uh, yeah. cannot walk away and go, well, is he going to be the guy? But you also don't want a situation like Indianapolis where they're going through their fifth starting quarterback in five years. <laughs> no. I, and, and Carson's being, in a commanders. And being the so-called quarterback factory, I can't ever imagine mm-hmm. that being a scenario that happens with the Philadelphia Eagles. Ever. Wow. Ever. Uh, I think I think if, if Hurts ain't their man this year, you'll know at some point, maybe midway through. And this will next off season will be the off season they address it. Right. That, that's right. They Makes got they, they got too many pieces they need yeah. to get still. There's so many pieces that they still need. And again, I think the other telling sign is Kelsey coming back. I don't think Kelsey comes back if he's got to play for another new quarterback. Uh, yeah, you're completely right. True. Uh speaking of of the pieces, uh one is a big piece. How he made a splash. Love it. Uh early. Love it. He got the best pass rusher on the market. Yeah. Now, if you're Howie, Chip, uh, what's the next move you make? More, more defensive players Has for to starters. Be. Has to be. <laughs> you, you know, you have a guy, you know, out of Jacksonville who was just cut. He mm. was their leading tackler. Miles I mean, we just, yeah. uh-huh, we just got rid of our leading tackler and Alex Singleton. And I get that move. I do. I mean, I think he had a little, little too much in the passing game that was questionable. Yeah, he wasn't um, even starting anymore. Yeah, uh, he was he was almost like a nostalgic uh fan favorite for Right. Again, bit. you're talking about a guy who is a great teammate, a great member of the team, but not a great linebacker. So what do you do? You move on from him. Yeah. Um I'm not crazy about the Greg Ward bring back, but you're not bringing him back to be a, you know, a wide receiver too. I think you got to definitely get a splashy Wide receiver. Yes. Have to. Have to. Have to. Whether, whether that's through. I mean, I don't want to. Honestly, I want a veteran. I don't want You got to get a veteran. You got to get yeah. a veteran. I would still draft one later in like the fourth or fifth. Try to get like a Kenny Gainwell value uh, sure. pick. I would try to do that and get a guy but that's available. Think about it. Your, your, your sets of picks of wide receivers. So I think my issue comes in. I don't trust Howie in the draft room. Well, that was my next question was, despite his track record, do you trust Howie to make the right moves throughout this process? And you just said it. Your answer is no. I trust Howie in free agency and wheeling and dealing. I think that he really is good at that. And he had a look. I'm the first one to bash Howie, but he had a really (laughs) good season this year. 
So, so wait a minute. Um, so, Chip, real quick. Veteran wide receivers. Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller, Jamison Crowder, T.Y. Hilton, Juju Smith-Schuster, all in the market. I think they're out, of, they're out on Juju Smith-Schuster, supposedly. Who, who would you want, then, from that I list? Mean, I, I like Juju for the age factor. I mean, the kid's, I think, only 26 20, years 20, old. 25, actually. Yeah, you're 20, right. I mean, he's young. He's young. He's young. He's, he played for a Tomlin. I don't like the idea of him going to a... Uh, a less stressful coach you know he was he was already acting a fool under tomlin and now you know to go to, to sirianni he might act up a little bit more but at the same time i like the swag to go with Devonte smith's kind of laid back style of play we yeah. need a possession receiver we need a guy that can go run over the center of the field catch the ball take a pop and get right back up who also can go flying down the sideline what about sammy watkins Absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> you asked me four or five years ago. The answer was yes. Yeah, I wanted that. I, I, yeah, I, I knew you would say no. That's the I, only reason I. I asked do it. like Allen Robinson though. <laughs> yeah, he's I a like possession Allen Robinson. Guy. Yes, he's going to be very expensive. Yeah, and I do like Juju Smith-Schuster, who's also going to be expensive. Yeah, they're going to be expensive. Guys. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if the Eagles want to spend that. I I thought. You know, maybe they could they could trade a four or five, pick up Jarvis Landry. But when I look at who's interested, the, the, the Chiefs, and I, I just can't see the Eagles getting them. So then, Tech, you, ba- back to but, our, but for, our— But for me, hold on, before we talk about that. Sure. It's the idea of what wide receiver right now is going to want to come and play for a team that showed their best offensive football— running the ball last year because they didn't have faith in their quarterback. Well, they also had a rookie wide receiver that is yep. going to be good. They had Jalen Rager, who's a bum. Yeah, they really they did. I mean, you have Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard was a solid receiving option. But, yeah, but Rager you know, is a completely useless player. Completely useless, yeah. Useless. Yeah. Fair catch, maybe, he can make. Speaking of maybe. tight end, you mentioned maybe. Goddard. <laughs> maybe. 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 You mentioned Goddard, but... Uh, how about Zach Ertz getting his payday? We're yeah, happy about yeah, that, yeah. right? He wasn't. He wasn't done. No, he, he wasn't, wasn't done. done. And Goddard wasn't ready to take the throne. Not, not just yet. Maybe this year. But no, you're right about that. So yeah. you know, like for me, like when we got Ertz, we had Selick, right. and there was a <laughs> nice passing of the torch. Absolutely. Yeah. The su- well, so winning we, the Super Bowl helped with that. Right. So we never really faltered. But it became clear during that season that, I mean, even before that season, that Ertz was the number one. Solid was a very nice number two to have. Yeah. Goddard, as far as reliability of catches, is a problem. And being able to stay on the field is a problem. The Eagles right now, I've heard people say, oh, well, he's a top five tight end in the league. I'm absolutely not. Dallas Goddard, yeah. at best, right now is a top 15 tight end in this league. I do not think that he was ready for the payday, and I do not think that the Eagles were ready to give up Zach Ertz, and it was evident by the fact that the Cardinals just gave him a three-year huge money yeah. deal. I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. It, it is fair. I mean, the Eagles weren't going to pay him that kind of money, and they knew that. Goddard makes the most difficult catches, and then he's got and, amazing and then hands, drops man. the easiest right. lobs. He's, got, he's, he's got really good hands, though. He might have better hands than Zach Ertz has. Hands. He right, might. and he's able to get those yards after the catch that Zach Ertz really wasn't. Yeah. But as soon as we say that, Zach Ertz starts to like lead the Cardinals in yards after the catch. <laughs> yeah, go figure so it out. Well, DeAndre scheme? Hopkins was out. Hopkins was out. So, you know, let's take that. Or more opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So Carson to the Commanders. <laughs> I'm going I'm going 6-11 uh, and 11 for Washington. I, I'm going three games before his knees get torched on that FedEx field. Wow. wow. Well, he's actually, he's had some really impressive days at FedEx field. Sure, when he was a younger boy. <laughs> younger and now boy. With, his, with his ankle injuries and his yeah. back injuries and his knee injuries. Oh, man. I, saw, his, I saw a funny tweet that said, the Eagles are, are, are happy because now they'll be catching passes again from Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> Carson Wentz is... To me, one of those stories that's like, wow, we just anointed this guy. I know. As the as not even the, the second coming, as the first coming. And they always refer back to that 2017 MVP that's season. It. That's it. Well, he also he led us to a division title in 2019 with nobody absolutely. to throw the ball to. He did. You know, got to keep it balanced. He couldn't finish. I know, I know. It's and now it's only gotten worse. So again, I mentioned Doug Peterson. He never developed Carson. Carson 
steadily when he was an Eagle declined he did. year by year in ability went over to Indianapolis and it shown through in the, when he went to Indianapolis, having Jonathan Taylor on the team, it should have been a runaway division title. Well, you know, I, I agree with you, but I will say this. The Colts started one and three primarily because their defense was nowhere to be found. Correct. And then they went on yeah. like a nine and three run where Carson actually had one of the best QBR ratings in all of football. He, he, he went that was the stretch where he that looked good. That was the stretch where he looked good, which yeah. was twelve games, but then the end of the season and the beginning of the season are the most important in some respects, and he dropped the ball completely in the beginning but, of the end. But think about it, right? In the, that nine and three situation, how many yards per game did Jonathan Taylor average? Yeah, he's he's ridiculous. He's so it was the same thing, and I'm mentioning this guy's name again. It was the same reason that led Ryan Tannehill to get a huge paycheck. Yeah, and when all yeah. was said and done, he looked like Miami Tannehill without Derrick Henry. You're right, though. The Titans yeah. took a big step back. For our listeners who've been on the line with. Chip, co-host of All About the Birds, and also Chip and Drip. Find him on Twitter at Chip for the Birds. Chip for F O R the Birds. Uh, real quick, Claude Giroux will play his one uh, thousandth game with Hockey. the Flyers. Hockey. Just real quick, Giroux <laughs> plays his one thousandth game with the Flyers, likely uh-huh. his last. Chip, do you mm-hmm. care at all about this? <laughs> do you care? Okay, so here's the thing. I have. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna answer your question, but it might take me a minute to get to the answer. <laughs> so in Philadelphia, we have our sports all nicely lined up, right? Football is king here. Yeah. Then you go to the Phillies. Maybe the Flyers are up there for some people, but not for everybody. Right. So then it's they're four. So it's the Sixers below that when they're winning. Yeah. And then the Flyers are number four. With hockey going on as many strikes as it did in the 2000s. I personally stopped watching hockey. I only really got back into hockey last year yeah. um, because of running, you know, a Philadelphia sports talk show. Right, right. Baseball is <laughs> going on strike. Baseball went on, sorry, a lockout, excuse me. Right. They didn't miss a step. We are waiting, waiting for Chris Bryant Can't to wait. sign a contract with the Phillies. <laughs> we wait. are furious that Odubel Herrera is back on this team. We right. are furious that Familia, another abuser, is on this team. So, Baseball doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> Hockey, I want to care about so badly. I want to have those flyersy feelings. Right. Yeah, I heard Besides that Odubel is. Uh, I heard that Odubel's actually celebrating in Atlantic City. Sorry, go ahead. Oh boy. <laughs> well, whatever party he goes to, you know it's going to be a hit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with the Flyers, I want to care so bad. But for me, outside of Claude Giroux, Carter Hart. And risk the line in because I love that guy. I can't name any other flyers because they are so, so bad. So bad. I am a bigger Seattle Kraken fan nowadays. <laughs> I, I love their jerseys. Identical records. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know how sad that is, that is by sad. the way, what you just said that is about really the Kraken's sad. record. Oh my God. But Giroux playing his thousandth game, his last game as a flyer. Should we should we care more than we do about this? No. No. We we shouldn't because in that time, yes, they've made some playoffs, but Claude Giroux is just one of those guys who's like, hey, he was a great flyer. He played a thousand games with the team. He'll go down as one of the greatest flyers in history, but he'll be forgotten as soon as the team gets competitive again. Well, yeah, because yeah. how long? He played in you, one cup. He's been the leader of the team for so long, and it's been the span of him being the leader Outside of the one year, what was that, 09? They yeah. haven't done a thing. No. Not a thing. With no. him as Even, the leader. I mean, you know, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. should have given up on him years ago. Is he 43 Even the now? COVID 44? season where they yeah. went into the bubble, the number one seed. Yeah. They then flopped in the bubble. Which is just crazy to even say that they were the number one seed a couple years ago. And they went out in the first round. <laughs> that is just dumb. Briefly. All right, no more hockey. And I'm getting That was a year and a half ago. How far has this team gone in a year and a half? And they're still charging full price for it. I mean, they've given out thousands and thousands of tickets just to get people to come to Claude Giroux's game. Yeah. Ah, man. Chip, we uh, we really appreciate your time and your insight, man. It's always fun to catch up with you. Yeah, man. I love coming on with you guys. You guys do a great job, and I uh, I love just venting my frustrations about the Philadelphia sports world. And we love it, too. Well, we got a lot to vent about. However, baseball is back, like you said. <laughs> it is. And the NFL draft is almost upon us. Yep. Free agency officially starts tomorrow. Ah, yep. excited, man. Or excited. Wednesday. Yep. Yes, sir. Awesome, Chip. We'll, we'll talk with you soon for sure. And uh, 
Go Flyers, right? Oh. <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. Go Flyers, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chip, thanks, brother. Yeah, no problem, guys. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. You know that the numbers don't lie. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Numbers don't lie. Look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. This one's a little different, Tech. You know, with NFL free agency upon us and the draft right around the corner, a lot of the talk is about how our team's going to improve. Are they going to sign guys? Are they going to draft the next Hall of Famers? So I wanted to dig a little bit into the draft. Did you know, Tech, that in the 1930s, former Eagles owner, Burt Bell, had the idea for a, a, a player selection meeting that would spread the wealth between good players throughout the league because at that point in time, Bell said only four teams control the league. The Giants, at the time the Redskins, and the Bears and the Packers because they pretty much were perennially winning the NFL title. Yeah. So in 1936, it's the first, quote, NFL draft, the Birds selected nine guys. They didn't sign one. In fact... Only 27 of the 81 picks from the 1936 draft played in an NFL game. Absolutely unbelievable. Among those uh, who didn't, a number three pick named Bill Shakespeare and one Bear Bryant, an end from Alabama who decided to get into coaching. There it is. 1936, man, going way back. Um, That is going way back. It absolutely is, man. It gets better. You know... In the first 69 drafts that took place, 15 Hall of Famers were selected number one. We're also counting uh, the shoe-in, Peyton Manning, who will be obviously a first ballot. But among players drafted since 2004, only probably Eli Manning and Cam Newton maybe seem to have a realistic shot maybe of making it to Cam. Not even Cam at this point. I don't know about Cam Newton. Eli for sure. Yeah, Um, championships, multiple championships. Yeah, it's too early to speculate about like JV on Clowney or Miles Garrett as far as that goes. And the best stretch of number one picks came from 1964 to 1971. Three of the eight selections made in the first overall pick from those eight drafts. Ron Yari, the Juice, O.J. Simpson, (laughs) and one Terry Bradshaw all made it to Cannes. Yeah. Which is kind of rare. The worst stretch, probably from 90 to 95, when there were two major busts. Steve (laughs) Emptman... Oh. And Kajana Carter, oh, former Penn, Penn State. State. I, right. I loved Kajana Carter. And three other major disappointments, Jeff George, Russell Maryland, Dan Wilkinson, and, and Drew Bledsoe right. kind of in the middle somewhere yeah. of those names. Yeah. Now, in modern NFL history, Tech— Those guys did have careers, though. Oh, big time. Yeah. In modern NFL history, though, there have only been two drafts without a Hall of Famer selected. Really? 84 and 92. Wow. 84 gets asterisks, though. And I say that because that was the year of the supplemental draft that included (laughs) USFL players. Didn't Washington won the Super Bowl that year, right? I think you're right. I I think. I think you're right. Um, Steve Young was in the expansion USFL draft. Reggie White was also in that draft. Yes, he was. An asterisk there. But the 92 draft has no excuse. I mean, the top five picks were Steve Entman, (laughs) Quentin Corriott. Wow. Sean Gilbert, Desmond Howard. Okay. Desmond Howard. All right. Yeah. And Terrell Buckley. Terrell Buckley. Was Steve Entman drafted by the Denver Broncos? I don't have that here, unfortunately. I wonder if he was a... I feel like I had his card, and he was on the Denver Broncos. Now, believe it or not, Tech, and this is surprising because everybody hangs their hat on having a franchise quarterback, there have only been six number one picks that have quarterbacked their team to a Super Bowl title. Six. That's it. Wow. They were Joe Namath, Terry Bradshaw, Jim Plunkett, unfortunately against the Birds, Troy Aikman, John Elway, Peyton Manning, and Eli Manning. The only quarterbacks taken number one to ever win rings. Wow. Pretty remarkable. Because we know Ryan remarkable. we know Ryan Leaf didn't do that. No, right, certainly not. <laughs> oh, it was the Colts. Steve Entman was was a defensive end that was that was drafted by the Colts. So the Eagles this year have what, Tech? Three first round picks, right? 
The 2000 yeah. New York Jets are the only team to ever make four first-round picks in the same draft. Yeah. Pretty solid draft. Sean Ellis, John Abraham, Chad Pennington, and Anthony Becht were actually, it's actually a respectable haul. Yeah, it's a respectable haul, yeah. And yeah. in 1944, going back to the birds now, they used their 20th round pick. There's 20, 20 rounds. Round. That's almost like a baseball draft on <laughs> yeah. Syracuse fullback Norm Michael, but were unable to contact him because he enlisted in the Army soon after college. He didn't even know he was drafted until 55 years later what? when he was flipping through a paper uh, that was basically recapping drafts. Um, Imagine if something like that happening today. It's impossible. That's, Social media. That's the tidbit to end with. This is all courtesy uh, USA Today and my buddy Big Dave. Ah, Big Dave. Who passed it along for a numbers draft segment, and this has been Numbers Don't Lie. It's time for Prem's Picks. These games are a blowout, a human lock. You can bet your children's unborn children on these games. Prem's NBA Picks. Well, back down to earth a little bit. You know, <laughs> I started out first two weeks, two out of three, going four and two out the jump. Yep. However, I, one and two week last week, we know that our boys got pretty much demolished by the Nets as we recapped earlier on. Oh. And uh, my upset pick, the Hawks over the Bucks, did not happen. No, as the it Bucks, did not. The Bucks won by nine. However, the Clippers for the third straight week made me a winner. The Clippers are keeping you going. Dispatching the Wizards by six points. And I got a nice little trio of picks here for you, Tech. All right. So I'm, I'm five and four through three picks. Three weeks of picks. Okay. Obviously, I'm sticking with my guys. The Clippers again for the you fourth straight to. week. It's almost now like you have to. Until they lose. Right. They're hosting the Raptors, who were actually road favorites at the Staples Center. That is a surprise. Well, they've been playing really well lately. Yeah, However, I, I don't care. Give me the Clippers at home on the Staples Center's floor. I think they win this game by five or six points, maybe by a touchdown. Wow. That's my first pick. Lock. Absolutely a lock. Tech, you know, it's a tricky one when the Sixers go to Cleveland. And I almost want to pick the Sixers again because I'm a true homer. But I'm not going to. Okay. Instead of taking the Sixers, I'm going to take the Warriors at home hosting the Boston Celtics tonight. This is a tough game. It is a tough game. It's and a tricky I, game. I'm a big Dub Nation guy, and I, I think this is a tough game. It, tough Draymond, game. Draymond's back. Looked Thank, really good thankfully. the other night. Yes. I like the Warriors to beat the Celtics at Golden State tonight. Lock. Celtics are uh, they're making a push, though, man. They're, they're definitely not a bad basketball team. No. And lastly, I've been having fun just picking on the Lakers uh, with this pick segment. <laughs> and I'm going to continue to do so. I'm going to take them to lose in Minnesota as the T-Wolves will get the home victory tonight. Wow. In Minnesota over the 29-39 and 39 Lakers. They, there it is. Minnesota, Minnesota with 40 wins. I know it's not necessarily one of those games that you could point to and say, oh, that's a 40-win team and a 29-win team. That's that's an easy pick. It's not as easy as it seems No, with the Lakers. However, that's what we're going with. We're taking the Clippers to keep it going, handle Lock. business at home against the Raptors. We're taking the Warriors to handle business at home against the Celtics. Lock. And we're taking T-Wolves to handle Woo. business at home against the Lakers. Lock. We have a three-pack of Western Conference home wins. There it is. This has been Prem's NBA Picks. See you next week. Vet alumni.